your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to a Thursday of Lacrosse Talk PM. I am Rick Solom, and in the studio with me this hour is Lacrosse County Democratic Party Chair and Third CD Democratic Party Chair. We haven't come up with the acronym yet. I just make fun of it every time. William Garcia. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and he's going to hang out. So if you guys want to, you want to harass William this hour, 608. Don't, yeah, there's no need to harass me. Oh, you don't want to be harassed? No, we, just, yeah. We just have a conversation? Yeah, okay, we'll talk you, and people can call in and talk. You want to have a conversation yeah. with William? I mean, it's just, there I you should, go. The 608-785-7914. I don't know. I don't need that open. Uh, our pre-show what do you want to call it? Like game plan was right. just watching Spaceballs space a little bit. Yes. <laughs> was was play. We got, like, we got distracted by Spaceballs. Right. So I turn on. So, okay, let's just do, we'll do some fun stuff right away. And this is, it's not fun, but it is kind of fun if we make it fun. Um, you, you, because you come thundering in here and then you tell me about satellites and Russia and, right. and um, this giant, right. Uh, Russia has capabilities to just essentially EMP they're, satellites. They're working on capabilities. That's that's one of the things. So yesterday, uh, the Republican head of the House Intelligence Committee uh, basically issued a warning saying there's something going on and President Biden knows what it is and needs to declassify the information. Um, and so then that, that kind of boils down. Then, of course, reporters start jumping around and asking a ton of questions. Yeah. And basically it boils down to that it looks like Russia is on the verge of putting into space satellites with the capability of destroying and or jamming our American satellite network. And as soon as you said that, because this is the first thing you said to me before right. the show. We're trying to we, jam it. Yep. And then I was like, so you mean this? The minute we move in there, they're going to spot us on their radar. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Uh-uh. Not if we jam it. Aha! Uh-huh. You're right. Down scope. Down scope. About to be jammed. That's a raspberry jam hitting a satellite yep. in space. Sir. That's right. The radar, sir. It appears to be jammed. Jammed raspberry. There's only one man who would dare give me the raspberry. Lone Star. <laughs> that was Dark Helmet putting his helmet down. Uh, if you guys haven't seen Spaceballs, I don't know what you're. I don't know. That's that's insane. I'm sorry. I should, we should have did spoiler alert there right. too, right, William? Like little. No. Spoiler. If if you've not seen Spaceballs <laughs> by now, then there, there's the nothing joke. that we can do for you. So I, I so I, I was reading the AP story a little bit before before you know after you said that and as we were watching Spaceballs, but they they do say a Mos- in Moscow Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov. Dmitry Peskov uh, described the claims about a new Russian military capability as a ruse intended to make the U.S. Congress support aid for Ukraine. That because was like, absolutely, the people we need to trust are the Russian spokesperson well that, people, and that's where I have a problem. Do we need? Do we need to take the Russian spokesperson? This is like uh, you know, Russian TV said or something like right. that. State TV. Do we need that that part in the story, or should we make it like? No, I mean, I think I think maybe part of the story should be here's what the Russian spokesperson said, you know, and then of course, 
they lie all the time. We, we have to take we have to take that. Right, with, we have to take that do, with a grain of salt. Should we be right? Should we be writing the grain of salt into the story? Yes, though? I think so. I think. I mean, I think a lot of people believe that that grain of salt is kind of implied that in other right. words we never should believe it but there are plenty of people that don't um i mean the the interview with uh, uh tucker carlson and putin well and that's what i mean I was, that's a whole i mean that needs a, a truckload of salt well and that's what i was getting and that's that. where I, I was wondering because i'm like if we're gonna quote the kremlin spokesperson but we're not gonna criticize that but we're also criticizing Tucker Carlson for interviewing. Yeah, but, Kim, is there but a remember, difference? Remember, we're not criticizing Tucker Carlson for interviewing Putin. Okay. That's not what, what we're doing. What are we doing? We are criticizing uh, Tucker Carlson for this weenie softball interview where he asked nothing but like happy, happy, joy, joy questions about how great Putin is. <laughs> okay. That is what the criticism is. It's not about having the interview. It's about uh, just how kind of creepily sycophantic that interview was. And I heard that Tucker Carlson went, you know, like his first question would be, would be like, hey, Russia, huh? And then Putin went on to talk for literally 30 minutes straight without any interruption. Right. And, when, and Tucker weird... Carlson just sitting there beaming, right. just beaming at him. So back to the Russia story, you mentioned the Homeland Security head. Yeah, well, or the, the, the head of the U.S. House Intelligence Committee. Yeah, is a Republican because they, the, they, the, they have the House. Yep. And he want, and then you, and then you added Biden to the rest of that sentence. Wants to Biden to declassify right. the information. Automatically, like this is in my head. I'm like Republicans pitting this against blaming Biden. Do you, see, do this you agree one, with actually, him? Actually, this is not really like this one was not really a partisan thing. Well, I was like, do you agree with him? Does yeah. this need to be declassified? Well, uh, you know what? I I don't know enough about it to be sure. There are some indications that Biden was kind of already in the process of of doing that. But remember, he had to declassify these so that even. Like the full Congress could hear this information. That's what I was the, wondering. The, yeah. the House Intelligence Committee has special security clearance that even other Congress people don't. And then my head immediately goes to Marjorie Taylor Greene needs to know the know right. about this. Well, <laughs> I mean, some people elect her. So I mean, she I mean, ran the House yesterday, didn't yeah. she? She was like a pro couple of days ago, right? Like it wasn't yesterday. Was it? It was a couple. Might of days not be yesterday. Yeah. All right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Before we get to break, it's a good thing Trump started that Space Force man. Oh. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I am Rick Solom. In the studio with me is Lacrosse County Democratic Party Chair William Garcia, hanging out this hour. I'm gonna. I, I don't want to stick around with Russia too long, sure. but I did just. I, I only did that because I wanted to do space balls. Sure, I understand. I understand completely. <laughs> but but uh, uh, Bobby Bobby is calling in here. Bobby, go ahead. You you wanted to talk one real quick thing on Russia. Go ahead, man. Well, you know, I, I over in uh, over in Germany back in eighty four, eighty five. So I went through Checkpoint Charlie into East Germany. So the thing is, is that that was before the wall came down, and a lot of people don't even remember that in this day and age. And the thing is, is that Putin's been in power uh, since Clinton was in office, and it's over twenty five years. So he's gone through Clinton, Bush. He's gone through uh, Bush twice, and then he went through Obama, Trump, and now Biden. So he's been he's been the president of their country. He's changed their constitution. If you listen very carefully to what the former president says about he's a smart man, yes, he is a very smart man. In fact, he runs the thing very, very, you know, with iron fist. So, our, my whole point here is that 
people really do or should study up on Russia. It's really quite interesting. I, and I also got to say, I sure miss the guy from, uh, what is it, Sparta? Okay. <laughs> is that Eric? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I miss him. <laughs> all right. But anyway, you. that's about all I had. So, yep. But anyway, I'd, I'd sit down and listen with you and visit, but whatever. Yep. Th- yeah, thanks for the call. Well, and I totally agree. Russia is something that people really need to be paying attention to. Um, and, uh, in fact, well, you know what? Uh, we're going to be talking about NATO on our podcast next week. So Yeah, the Democratic Voice. So are we still that. doing that one? I didn't convince you no, that we need no, to do No, we're doing okay. NATO. Sorry. Yeah, because of Trump's comments yeah. about, uh, you know, we. Yep. I, what were the comments again? It was something weird. Just that that he will uh, basically uh, break the fundamental rules of the NATO. He team. encourages Russia to go through other countries that don't f- like do whatever you want be- right. if they if they're delinquent on their NATO bills or right. something weird. Yeah. Like uh, roughly, yeah. Something. something well, weird we'll like explain that. a lot more in our podcast. Yeah, uh, and yeah, the, I, I don't I don't exactly know what that call was. Like, were we too pro Russia there? <laughs> like, I just. Yes, Vladimir Putin. He called him president, and in my head, I was putting quotes around that because Vladimir Putin's basically a dictator. Uh, the people that run against him fall out of buildings and crash yep. in airplanes. So, yep. um, and and yeah, sure, he's smart and devious, and you know, one one of the presidential nominees in 2024 looks up to him because he probably wants to mimic what yep. Vladimir Putin's done. Um, all right, let's do let's do some just let's let's reel it in. Let's get into the country at least, as opposed to we started in space. Yep. Because Russia's gonna. It's weird that that technology doesn't already exist. We don't have something up there that can jam. Well, it's some- not that the technology hasn't existed. It's through you know diplomacy, hard work, treaties with with um, the UN and around the world. We just haven't implemented that because it's dangerous. Oh, I, I, one more thing. God, I just can't get out of space here. One more thing. Uh, they said that one of the government officials, U.S. government officials, said the capability in, is space-based and would violate the International Outer Space Treaty. I learned something new every day. Which I did is not a big know. deal. That, the, 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 internet, the, uh, the space treaty is a big, big deal. It's kind of weird. Like, we, is it like space, it's off-limits. Other countries, we can't be fighting in wars in space. Like, but we can't do that down here. You right. know, like, maybe we should have an international inner space right. treaty <laughs> and, and just go that, go that route. Okay, so uh, what do you want to do? Uh, there, I'll read three headlines here, and you give me one. Okay. Repu- Republican plan to legalize medical marijuana in Wisconsin is dead. Wisconsin Assembly passes constitutional amendment to limit diversity efforts. Republican businessman is, is Eric Eric Hovde to enter Wisconsin U.S. Senate race against Baldwin. Sure. Well, let's talk about Hovde. Hovde is moving from California in order to run from this race. Uh, he lives in Orange County. The irony of oh, Orange County is like the worst of the Republicans. If they were going to pick a county in California, it would be Orange County that they hate. Right? No, no. Orange County is very Republican. Oh, they love Orange they County. They love okay. Republicans love Orange but County. But they hate the rest of California. Right. Because right. so but it's that's the irony there, though. We have uh, Republicans yeah, are going to run a California in yeah, our Wisconsin. We're gonna, he's going to leave California. He's going to run for Senate here in Wisconsin. And um, which is just I mean, it's it's weird because Republicans can't seem to find someone who lives here to run for office. We had uh, Peters um, run for governor. Michaels. Michaels, sorry, Michaels run for governor, uh, uh, what, just a, a, he was a year and a half ago? Pennsylvania or Massachusetts. He was from Connecticut. Connecticut. Okay. Uh, Connecticut. You've got the Hovde guy. Uh, uh, Derek Van Orden, you know, uh, moved into Wisconsin just to run for the House seat that he currently occupies. So there is, um, there's this tendency of Republicans to kind of 
kind of bring in people from out of state to run for office. And especially with, with Michaels and Hovde, the reason is, is because the Wisconsin Republicans are kind of broke and they that, can't. I was just going to say, do we need, Hovde's like a multimillionaire Hovde, or something? A, a billionaire. He said oh, he's going to fund his own race. Uh, he said, I think up to $20 million he's going to spend of his own money. Now for a billionaire, that's not a lot of money, but, um, but still, he's willing to come in and spend his own money, which frees up Republicans to take uh, the, the limited resources they have and sp- spread it out to down-ballot candidates and things like that. So, so that's why they're kind of bringing in this, uh, this ringer. Okay, I don't think these are related because Hovde has been in the news for a while as maybe probably getting in the race. Right, yeah. But I, I saw a clip this week. I think it was, I, I think it was recent. Otherwise, it wouldn't, I wouldn't have seen it, I don't think. But Trump's daughter-in-law is going to co-chair the Republican National Committee. That's not so, official yet. That's, that's, that's it's, not a, it's a plan. Okay, uh, but but it's a plan that may well happen. Um, uh, but but uh, the clip I saw was she's like, and I'm going to run this to get Donald Trump elected, and all the money from the Republican National Committee right. is going to go to Donald Trump. Right, and a lot of money is from the Republican National Committee has already been going to uh, Donald Trump because they're paying some of his legal fees. Some of them, yeah. Um, not all of them, but some of them. But as head of the Republican Party, Trump gets to kind of choose who's going to be head of the RNC. Mm-hmm. He does not like um, uh, uh, Roma, Romney McDaniels, who stepped who, down, right? who's, who's the current uh, uh, RNC chair okay. and is the uh, cousin, I think it's cousin, of Mitt Romney. Okay. So related to Mitt Romney. Um, rhino, rhino but, Republican, but, but not MAGA enough for Trump. Yeah, right. And so Trump wants to boot her, and because you know Trump really uh, only believes in nepotism, uh, he wants to put his his uh, daughter in law Laura Trump in yeah. as co chair, not chair, but co chair of the RNC. And then with that, she says, "Well, once I'm co chair, I'll be able to just kind of uh, take all the money the RNC funnel has the and funnel, funnel it to Trump and his legal problems." Okay, so, so now does that have anything to do with? A Senate race? Like, do Republicans go? Oh, sure. So Republicans. I mean, every, every dime, every dime that the Republican well, National Committee. Well, wait, 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 let's do this wait, in your, well, in on, your no, no. shoes. Well, well, yeah, but, but I mean, every dime that the Republican National Committee spends on Trump's legal fees okay. is a dime they can't spend electing a Republican. Right. Well, let's like you're the third CD, the right. third U.S. House Correct. District Party Chair in the Democratic Party. So you're going to try to get one of the nominees elected to go against Derek Van Orden. And if Joe Biden, you know, nominated the DNC chair, right? Democratic National Committee chair, his Hunter Biden, right? Right. He does nominate them, but he he nominates, you know, capable. So, but, but like if Biden nominated Hunter Biden to do this, right. And then Hunter said, I'm going to use all that money to get Biden reelected. Right. You would be like, oh, okay, so now, you know, the the candidates yeah. in my district, I'm going to have to, we're going to have to think about how we raise money to run, you know, right? Right. Correct. That's a, yep. or they, they would too. So, as yeah. Well. So in other words, yes. If, if I was here in the third CD and that, and that happened, which it's not happening, I want to be clear, that's not happening, but yes, the same is true for the Democrat for every dollar that the DNC has to spend on something that's not electing a Democratic candidate, that affects yeah. us right here. And that was news last election, right? Brad Paff didn't get the support he wanted. He, Correct. he said that he didn't get the support he, he wanted from the He did not get the support he needed, needed. and okay. deserved. I want to say that too. Okay, needed, needed and deserved, and deserved okay. from the DNC. Okay. So back to Hovde. Um, 
Are you worried? Are you worried here as a the, uh, as a Democrat with? Katie I am Baldwin? not worried, but uh, but I know it's going to be a close fight, and we're going to be in for a close fight, but we're going to win it. Okay. So, uh, like, we're going to work hard. We're not going to like sit back and be like, "Oh, this is never going to work." I mean, we're gonna we're gonna uh, treat it like a a a close close race. It's going to be a close race. Yeah, because but by we're going to win it. But, but everyone that that looks at this says Tammy Baldwin's a shoe in. But you you don't take it like that. You're, no, okay. no, I don't believe in shoe ins in politics on either side. Okay. Um, I mean, if nothing else, 2016 Trump winning uh, uh, cured me of any notion that there's such a thing as a as a shoe in. By every metric known to man, Trump should not have won 2016, but did. And so um, I will never again, you know, uh, believe that someone is a shoe in for something. I will work every time to make sure that our side wins. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here and talk with William Garcia, the Lacrosse County Democratic Party chair, the third CD Democratic Party chair. Um, all right, so let's just we got a couple of minutes before we go to break. Uh, Republicans are killing the the deal to legalize medical marijuana, which is yeah, because it's a ridiculous deal. So it's it, it's a stupidly conservative deal. It does not do what needs to happen in Wisconsin. It does not raise taxes. So, I mean, one of the huge reasons to legalize marijuana is to the the tax income that it could generate, uh, because right now that tax money is going to Illinois, it's going to Michigan, it's going to uh, Minnesota. So that's one of the main reasons to legalize it. But their plan was revenue neutral. Yeah. Uh, it was. I like um, to say it was government funded medical marijuana. Right. It was socialist government. Right. It was social. <laughs> five dispensaries, dispensaries run by the government. If you lived somewhere apart from those five dispensaries, you were out of luck. It was a ridiculous plan. So it was stupidly conservative. But for the Wisconsin Senate, it uh, the Republicans there, it was still too much. And the Senate, the Republicans in the Senate uh, were not really going to get behind it. Well, here's, here's part of the story that's kind of interesting is Republican Assembly Speaker Robin Voss said, that there will still be a public hearing to build support for the passage, and this is I gripe about this all the time. I don't get your opinion on it, but that's uh, that passage would come next session, and uh, so it won't occur until after the assembly has adjourned for the year, which happens in like a month and a half as yep. our state assembly just takes off. Yep. They don't work in session. They don't pass laws yep. unless you know it's uh, by lame duck or something like right. that. So they're going to take a public hearing on medical marijuana. But they're not going to. They're so not going to do anything. Why on. waste our time? Yeah. Do a public hearing on something that you would pass legislation on, right? Because absolutely. And do you need a public hearing on marijuana yeah. at this point anyway? And we don't need a public hearing. Like have- the the polls are clear. Wisconsin wants legalized marijuana. Yeah. Uh, the the Democrats want to want to pass it, but they don't control. And Evers wants to sign it, but. The uh, we just need more Democrats in the in the House and more Democrats in the Senate in order to in the Assembly and in the Senate to do that. All right. When we come back from break, I'm going I'm to talk about this in a way that has to deal with the new voting maps we're going to get. Sure. Because I I said yesterday when I, I talked about voting maps yesterday the whole show and I said will we start to see not only candidates on the Republican side become a little bit more down the middle. We won't get these like Janelle Branchin candidates who are just, you know, anti-election or election deniers and stuff like that. But would we start to see legislation? They got a month and a half here to show their cards, right? Hey, we're going to pass some legislation that's actually good for the state and isn't trolling. And knowing that Governor Evers is just going to veto it. Uh, medical marijuana, <laughs> apparently not one of those, not, not part of that plan. We'll be back. 
Williams in here. Of all the songs that like head bob to, right. this is not a head bobber. No, at this point. it is. It's the, it, it turns into a head it gets, bob. It gets to it. All right. Yes. Williams picking the music now. That's right. Ah. Olivia Rodrigo. Um, all right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I am Rick Solom in the studio with me. William Garcia, the Lacrosse County Democratic Party Chair, the Third CD Democratic Party Chair. We're talking politics here. And before the before the break, I just kind of I, I did a little tease. So if we get new maps, and in theory the maps would be more bipartisan the districts right. not the, in theory i mean they are okay the so more map would be more bipartisan um okay so more democrats and republicans would be in the same district therefore i say that the candidates would have to be more down the middle they have yes, to yes like that is that is the the what we know from decades of research on gerrymandering is that when you ungerrymander uh, a district the the candidate that succeeds is the candidate the candidate that is more moderate the candidate that is more in the middle that doesn't float to either of the extremes yeah. whereas when you've got a highly partisan district uh you know like 70% republican or something uh it those those um places tend to elect the most extreme well, and we just have like a highly partisan legislature right like or, right. or very tilted to the republicans hugely where, where i see legislation that just doesn't help and marijuana is the easiest one because all the polling says just legalize it nobody cares about marijuana right. and de- and in the senate in the wisconsin can't even get a bill passed right because they're so ah and the assembly's bill is dead but they're going to have a committee hearing on it which is my a little bit part of my theory is republicans are, i i feel like they should start passing legislation now that comes to the middle a little bit more that the general public is like, cool, that's great. Right. I like this. But then I see this story. Wisconsin Assembly Republicans vote to eliminate work permit requirements for 14 and 15 year olds. Which is horrifying. This is a this is it's an insane bill. I can't believe that Republicans are doing this. It's ridiculous to believe that and there are real workforce problems in Wisconsin. It is insane to uh, to try and fix that on the backs of 14 and 15 year olds who should be in school who should be focused on their extracurriculars on their studies it's ludicrous to remove the protections that we have for these students um, yeah. uh, the, the the proposal comes amid a wider push by Republican lawmakers to roll back child labor laws we yep. see this all over uh, and despite the efforts of federal investigators cracking down on the surge of child labor violations including a company in Wisconsin that was a Green Bay company was hiring um, workers to go clean meatpacking companies, right. and then the, the, so it was hiring children so, to do that, and then children were part of that, and then children were cleaning like bone saws and hurting yeah. themselves, uh, and that and there were incidences in Minnesota where I'm from, uh, where I live, and and so it's just like okay, so why are you passing bills that to, to, to allow child it makes it chil- easier to for children to work. Dangerous jobs. It makes it easier for them to work late into the night when they should be getting sleep and they should be studying and getting ready for their next day of school. It is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and it's not that they can't work already. I, right, I mean, when I was work, fifteen, they, I had a job yeah, for one day I, a week. I did too. I, um, it is. It is not that they can't work. It is that they work under tightly controlled conditions that maintains a balance between work and school. No 14-year-old should be working for sustenance. Okay, and this this is the thing, too. The bill, the bill would eliminate the State Department of Workforce's only means of gathering child labor data, according to the fiscal estimate from the agency. It would also cost the state about 216000 in, quote-unquote, revenue, I will say, 
because of permit fees. So right. the, the state, you know, if you want your kid to go work at a store or something like that, you kind of got to go through some hoops Yep. because we need to know how much this kid is working. There's a little bit more to it. And businesses probably don't like that because it's a burden, but also like we're trying to protect right. the children. Aren't we right. not? Isn't that right. Republicans it, motto? It, yep. They would like to protect. I mean, you would think you would think we would be doing everything we can to get, to make sure that children are focused on their education, are focused on their extracurriculars, are focused on their future and not. And especially, I mean, the worst part about this is that what this is going to do is take children from poor families who are already struggling. Yeah, It's going to force them to focus more on work and it's going to force them to let their studies slip. And it's just going to widen the gap further between rich and poor over who gets a good education. Well, and I it wanna, is absolutely ridiculous. I want to relate that to the next bill. So another bill that is passed, this one passed, and I think the governor will sign it. This is more along the lines of, oh, we're going to get fair maps. The legislature actually passed a thing that I think is good. Wisconsin legislature passes a bill guaranteeing admission to UW campuses for top high schoolers. Yep. So the University of Wisconsin-Madison would be required to admit all high school students who finish in the top 5% of their class, and other campuses would have to admit those in the top 10%. So yep. if you're in the top 10% so, so, at Logan, uh, you can go— this is based on a law out of Texas. It's been this way in Texas for many, many—for decades. It's been this way in Texas so long that this is how I got into university in Texas. Oh. It was great because they sent me a postcard. They sent me a postcard that said, are you coming? I checked yes. That was my entire— College application. Because you were a top 10% or 5% of your class yeah, at, uh, exactly. in high school? Yeah. So back then it was top 10. Now it's top 5. Okay. Uh, it's top 5 to go to UT Austin, which is like their version of Madison, the, the flagship campus. Okay. And then it's top 10% for all of the other kind of satellite. Um, and that's exactly what they're doing here. Top 5 for Madison, top 10% for all of the other satellite campuses like UW. So you got a little postcard in the mail from where? From from. You you uh, from University of Texas? Oh, okay. And they said the Longhorns. Hey, we, is yeah, it, that's, is it this? Or I'm is it, a long, I don't remember what the symbol is. I, it's like I don't know. Um, <laughs> You're right. It, but I I am theoretically a Longhorn. Okay, because that's where I went to I college. Guess I didn't know that. But I did. I I filled out a little postcard that said, "Are you coming?" I checked yes. That was my entire application. Literally just that. Yeah. Like there was another. Yeah, no. I mean, and you and did you have to have a stamp on it though, or did they pay for that? I do not remember the have. answer to that question. <laughs> right, All I know was it was definitely not digital. It was not digital. Okay, so that's well, ago. that was a long time ago, right? Okay, so that's interesting. So, but okay, getting back to the child labor yeah. thing, we have child labor laws. Let's reel them back. Let's say now we have kids and poor families that have to work, yep. and then their studies suffer. fall. You know, yeah. suffer. That's the word. And now they're not in the top five percent or the top ten yep. percent of their high school. So we have, and they're already poor to begin with. So they're already not getting into college, right? So, right. Uh, because they're poor, right? They can't afford it. That is what I'm saying. It's because they're, they're, because they cannot afford to do the necessary extra work that it takes to be in the top five or ten percent in yeah. most schools. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So the, yeah. it's it's perpetuating, right? The child labor laws were right. per, per, perpetuating this. I, you know, and now, I see, I could, I could see this bill with allowing, you know, students at the top ten or five percent of their class. I could see that expanded a little bit. What, just, what is hysterical is that? Um, so right now, Republicans are naturally they're trying to pass a. a, a constitutional amendment against diversity because they're so terrified of, you know, um, someone who I guess is, who's not white going to college or something, but this law is actually excellent for diversity for a bad reason, but it's excellent for diversity. The reason being our high schools are so segregated 
from decades of redlining and school district gerrymandering. You're talking nationally here? In Wisconsin. Okay. Our 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 high schools are so segregated that um that you can take 10% from let's say a school in uh, Milwaukee and you'll say, "Hey, all right, the top 10% of of kids in this in this uh in this school, you get to go to uh any UW any UW school you want." Um, because our, our high schools are so segregated, that's going to be 10% of African-American or Latino students okay. uh, or Asian students. And so this is actually weirdly uh, it going to help the diversity that they're trying to cut in the first place. Okay. And the re- again, the reason being that our high schools are so stupidly uh, uh, gerrymandered that uh, and segregated that th- this is kind of an unintended side effect. Is there a way to change that? Let's just do that. I mean, we might need the whole hour. We I mean, need obviously, way like, more than the whole hour for that one. Yeah, right. Um, oh, and you mentioned you you mentioned this. This is also another. This goes against my. Hey, Republicans in Wisconsin's legislature would pass some le- legislation now that we are going to get new voting maps. Uh, so they got to come back to the middle a little bit. And then Wisconsin Assembly passes constitutional amendment so uh, to limit yeah. diversity efforts. A constitutional amendment supported by Republicans that attempts to limit diversity, equity, and so, inclusion. So they're not listening to your political strategy. They're 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 trying to pass. Maybe they think they've got to pass it before they uh, lose full control. But they're trying to pass these ultra extreme things. Well, the, and and this one right in my head I, right away I went, well, Evers will veto this, and I'm like, wait a minute, it's a it, constitutional yeah. amendment. So it goes to the people. Yeah. And the people will veto it. Yeah, because the Republicans will write and they'll but they'll get the, so it'll go to the ballot. Right. But Republicans will write that question. Right? Correct. Yes, but we will work hard to make sure everyone knows what it actually means. Yeah, but that's just the the way that yep. you know there's there's a world here where we could put stuff on the ballot and pass it and make it laws, but not when like is there a better way to do that? Like okay, we don't get we don't want the politicians writing the thing on the ballot, but is that how that always works? Yes, you know but mean? no. Like, well, it, only in Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, in in most states, citizens come up with the wording and and get things on onto ballot, like a constitutional amendment or something like yeah. that. Uh, but Wisconsin is one of the few states that does not have a mechanism for just normal citizens to do that. It has to come from the legislature because the last election. Republicans put something on there about SNAP benefits, right? Like food stamps. You need a right. job to get food yes. stamps or something yes. like that. And they wrote it in such a way that everyone would everyone, say, right. you know, like, oh, absolutely. You should have a job to get free, you know, yeah. handouts. Um, so I, I just I wonder what this one will look like in terms of what the wording will be on the ballot, because it's going to look awful. It will. But again, we're going to work real hard to make sure people know what it actually means. Or could it backfire? Because I feel like this one would be har- harder to work. I think it could. Well, I think it could backfire because, one, it's a it's something that's going to be easy to point to and say, look how extreme this re- these Republicans are. Yeah. And uh, two, it's going to backfire when, the, when it fails. Uh, they're not going to be able to say that, you know, Wisconsin is behind them on this issue. If if we get new maps and the legislature is more down the middle, but Republicans still control the Which House, will happen. Uh, okay, in, but, in, but in, just, in every map, okay, the, the Republicans still maintain control, just very close control. If we get new maps, but Republicans maintain control, can they still do the constitutional amendment thing and bypass the governor? Or do sure. they need like a majority, more of a majority? No, nope, nope. no. Okay, all right, that's what. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the maps with uh, William Garcia, Democratic Party Chair in La Crosse County and the third CD. 
All right, welcome back to La Crosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom. In the studio with me is Democratic Party Chair of the of La Crosse County and the Third CD, William Garcia, hanging out this hour. Uh, last thing I want to talk about is the new maps. I talked about this the whole show yesterday, so I didn't want to. I didn't want to spend a ton of time on it. And then I get here and I'm like, you know what? Actually, we probably should have spent more time. We got a couple of minutes, but uh, so Common Cause Wisconsin nonpartisan group says these are good. This is great for Wisconsin. These maps are great. Uh, Governor Governor Evers is going to sign them, and that's great. You are not. I happy. still am not one hundred convinced he's going to sign them. Okay, is that? I mean, that, I'm just saying that is I weird. Could be totally though. wrong, uh, but but I'm I'm still not one hundred percent that he's going to. So sign Governor this. Evers, well, I'll just pretend that he drew the maps, and okay. then the Republicans said we're going to sign them, and Evers was like, mm, yeah, right, and then they did. So they called Evers bluff. Is right. kind of what you think is happening? Yes. Here? Because the maps were so uh, leaned so far right that Evers drew maps that didn't come to the middle enough for you. Yes, exactly. That's and that's the thing. The Evers maps were were drawn under duress. The Evers maps were drawn in order to make a fair map, but also one that had a shot of Republicans looking at and listening to. Now, of course, they didn't. Of course, they they. They they didn't, but there are well, still. When Republicans got those maps initially, they said they complained about the the districts. There's too many Republicans in the same district, right? They'd have to run against each other in the right. new maps, and they wanted to change. They already wanted to change Evers maps to begin with, but then they said, "Screw it, we're just gonna make and, our own maps." No, they said, "Screw it, we're gonna pass Evers map." Well, but, but remember, the only you. reason that they're passing Evers maps now is because they think that the Wisconsin Supreme Court might choose one of the other maps that is even fairer. Okay. And and if they choose a map that's even more fair than the Evers map. I don't want to get you in trouble, but you, you, are you kind of mad at Governor Evers for, for drawing maps? No, that- no, no, because these maps, uh, he, he, he did the absolute best he could under his conditions. In fact, he did a, a really brilliant thing with these maps under the conditions at that point. Because when these maps were drawn, um, he was dealing with uh, a... A, a, a Wisconsin Supreme Court that was that leaned conservative. He was dealing with the heavily partisan gerrymandered assembly and Senate. The, these are different maps than the ones that he the least change maps. These are totally different maps. They're not nearly as different. They're not. They 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 still follow a lot of the kind of least change ideas that he had. Okay, and that's but why. But they're different. They are a little. They're, they're better than the least they're change better. maps that we have. They are Aren't those the maps better, we but, have now. But they are still. Not, um, they're still not the fairest maps we can have. Right. And what I want is the fairest maps we can have. And remember, before anyone starts yelling that I'm like, I mean, I, I am partisan, but that I'm being super partisan about well, this issue. None of the maps give Democrats control of both the assembly and the, and the Senate. In fact, only one of the four possible maps uh, one of this, one of the four possible maps gives Democrats control of the Senate. None of the possible maps give Democrats control of the of the House of the Assembly. Okay, and so this is not me being partisan. This is me being like pointing toward fairness. Well, nobody's going to pretend that you're not partisan. Right. You're the Democratic right. Party. Chair, well, I, so. I don't think I'm pro- pretending to be partisan. Right. But what I am saying is that like. Um, what I want is maps that are as close as humanly possible to it would be nice fifty you know, fifty. It, it would be nice if we went it started with a clean slate. There are no old maps. So right. so snap your fingers, get rid of your memory of old maps. Here's the state. Draw maps without right. thinking about anything. Which is what Republicans did in twenty ten. Okay. Republicans in twenty ten, Scott Walker was was in there. 
And I mean, they threw out that the the map that was prior to 2010. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, I think um, 65% of Wisconsinites ha- moved districts uh, for uh, under that kind of okay, map. Yeah. And so that's what they did. But we're still not doing that here. Because that's and that's kind of what you want. Just throw the maps out and just yeah. just come and, and back. And that's to the kind middle. of what some of these other maps do: mm-hmm. is throw the old ones out and try and come up with something that makes the most sense in terms of being um, of co- keeping communities together, of keeping uh, the maps contiguous. So none of these weird like you know um, part of the district is is um, not connected is yeah. not connected to this other part of the district. All of these weird things that 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 separate the maps and make them heavily gerrymandered. Also, we live in a, we live in a world where Governor Evers doesn't talk to the legislature. Like it's a weird thing where Robin Voss, the longest tenured Assembly Speaker, and Evers don't really even talk. I would I mean I would I would I would say it the other way that the Republicans. Uh, legislators don't talk to okay, Evers. There's but, no communication yes. there, but we live in a, that world for a long time, right? Yep. Like for five years or yep. whatever. Um, and now we, we also live in a world where Republicans are willing to sign into law Governor Evers' drawn maps. That's crazy. Right. Is it not? <laughs> like, well, I mean, you got to give it up to Evers yep. for, for walking the line. Because yep. I've been saying the last couple of days, Evers should have just thrown just drawn the most socialist, lefty, whatever, you know, uh, word you want to throw that that the liberal, the biggest, the most liberal maps ever so that the people looking at the process go. These maps are crazy. Governor Evers, we're throwing these out along with the Republican maps. Uh, but but that way, then, you know, and Evers, Evers should have went into that going, by the way, state, when I draw these maps, they're going to be so gerrymandered to Democrats. I want them to get thrown out. He should have went into it like trolling right. uh, the whole process. So I, that I don't, I don't feel like Governor Evers is is a is a troll. He's not and, me, right? Right, <laughs> right. He's he, but he's walking the line. So it's right. kind of amazing that he right. walked the line so much that the the legislature that doesn't talk to him took his maps. It's crazy. Nothing. But but it will be. But interesting you're not happy to see. about like, it. Like I I I think he should. Le- I I think he should not sign it and let the let the uh, Supreme Court decide what's the fairest map. But uh, he may well decide to just sign this and then it's kind of over. Well, what I learned yesterday was if he doesn't sign them and the Supreme Court draws the maps, then they're very susceptible to um, lawsuits. Right. And. The, the last thing I think any of us want to do, I guess not the last thing, because if the maps aren't fair, then they're not fair, is, is go for the next, you know, for two years and then have a bunch of new lawsuits and then get another set of new maps. Right. You know, so so they're, they're, these maps won't be susceptible and we can kind of go, these are the maps till 2031. Right. And maybe during that, nine, you know, what, six, seven years, uh, we change the process. This is totally off topic, but 2031 seems so far I mean, I know it's not, but my God, 2031, terrifying. Well, well, I mean, the whole process of drawing these maps is stupid. Like one party wins that one election and they get to draw the maps. Right. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so that's our goal. After I think after the maps I mean, are signed. I, I, I certainly hope that after this map lawsuit and everything is done and we've got the maps, that we are still working towards a nonpartisan commission that draws maps and takes it out of, partisan, out of politicians' hands completely. That's Democratic Party Chair William Garcia of La Crosse County and the 3rd CD. Thanks, William. Have a great day, everybody.